Hi, I'm Annie Miller. I'm a certified personal trainer and transformational macro coach. This is a podcast for those who are interested in improving their health and fitness. And what I've learned along the way is that sometimes that means you'll have to rethink what you thought you knew. This is the Rethinking Fitness with Annie podcast. Welcome to Rethinking Fitness with Annie. I'm your host, Annie Miller. So today I want to talk about one of the most common questions that I get from my clients. And that is, do I really need to track my food? And so I know that there's a little bit of a barrier for tracking sometimes. Maybe people feel like it's not very convenient or it's too time consuming. They don't really know how to track meals out. They don't know how to track meals that they didn't prepare. So there can be a few different things that kind of create this barrier for tracking. And so I'm just gonna start by saying that tracking might not be for you, but I do have some tips And I also want to talk about why I like to have my clients track their food and why I often track my own food. And maybe this can kind of help you start to overcome some of those hurdles that might be holding you back with tracking. As I've put together my framework, my methodology that I teach my clients, we use tracking for several reasons, but really the number one reason is awareness. Tracking your food is really a great way for you to know exactly what you're putting into your body. A lot of times we just have misconceptions about how much we're actually eating. And I've seen this go both ways where people either think that they're overeating when they're actually undereating or where people think that they're undereating and they're overeating. So tracking can just kind of help you get that awareness of where you actually are, what you're actually putting into your body. And one of the things that could be really helpful is for you to have an idea of, let's say, how much fiber you're getting in a day. And so the recommended range for fiber is between 20 and 30 grams per day. And so here's a couple of reasons why you need fiber in case you're not sure. So it helps keep your blood sugar and hunger in check. It helps your body regulate how sugar is used in your body. It acts as a scrub brush in your colon and it helps keep things clean. And it also is really important for the bacteria in your gut, which plays a really important role in your immune health and inflammation in your body. And also, this is helpful, especially when you're trying to lose weight, but even if you're not trying to lose weight, fiber helps keep you feeling full longer. Those are just some of the benefits of fiber. So tracking your food can help you know, like, am I even getting enough fiber from the foods that I'm eating? And so especially if you're starting to add in more fruits and vegetables, it can be really helpful for you to pay attention to the the amount of fiber that you're getting. Another really big one is protein. Most of us are pretty far below the recommended protein range, which is between 0.7 to 1.2 grams of protein per one pound of body weight. So if you're a 150 pound human, it's somewhere between 105 grams of protein on the low end and up to like 180 grams on the higher end. And so tracking your food can be really helpful so that you know how much protein you're getting in. It's really not uncommon when someone first starts tracking their macros to have them track protein and realize that they're only getting about 40 to 60 grams a day. And so that's usually pretty far under that recommended daily amount of protein. And so protein, some of the reasons that we want to eat protein is because it helps speed recovery after exercise and, or if you have an injury, protein can actually help your body heal faster from injury. It also, especially important if you're in a deficit, it helps reduce muscle being lost. So when you're losing weight, you're going to lose fat, you're going to lose muscle, you're going to be losing water. There's lots of different things that go into that like scale number going down. But if you're eating a fair amount of protein, that's going to help so you don't 
lose very much muscle mass. We want to hang on to muscle as much as we can. It also helps in building muscle. Just by eating protein, it helps signal to your body to build more lean muscle. It helps with maintaining a healthier weight. It helps curb your hunger. Protein is more filling. It's going to help you feel full longer with a le with less amount of food. And also, protein helps reduce your hunger hormones. And so increasing your protein intake can really, really help curb your appetite. P protein is also really good for your bones. And when we consume more protein, we tend to be able to maintain a higher bone mass as we age, which reduces risks for osteoporosis as we age and fractures. So it's really important, especially for women, get lots of protein and stay active. There's also something that's called the thermic effect of food, which basically means like how much energy it takes for your body to break down the food. And protein is something that a higher thermic food. So it takes more for your body to be able to burn that down. So it is like slightly metabolism boosting as you're eating. So lots of good reasons to eat protein. And again, being able to track that can be super, super helpful because if you're not tracking it, it's hard to know how much you're actually eating. And let's not forget calories. So yeah, there is a little more nuance than just the idea of like, I'm sure you've heard the calories in, calories out, right? There is a little more nuance to it than that. However, if you're trying to lose weight, you are going to need to be in a calorie deficit. And one of the best ways for you to put yourself in one without doing anything crazy or extreme is to track your food. Tracking can also help you eliminate the moral values that we tend to place on food. When we call food good or bad and we have that moral value associated with it, I'm sure that you've heard so someone say something to the effect before of like, oh, I've been so good lately. I haven't eaten X, Y, Z. Maybe you've even said that yourself. I know for sure that I've been part of this. Like I've for sure had this idea for a long time of, you know, that something was good for me or something was bad for me. And the truth of the matter is I really like to try and help clients move away from that mindset because it's really just not very helpful. When we think of foods as bad, we judge ourselves. You beat yourself up and a lot of times it leads to binging and restricting and guilt and shame spirals. And oftentimes people will put themselves unlike this morally superior pedestal because they don't eat a certain food. Oh, I just never eat XYZ, right? So I'm sure you've heard that too. There's just, there's a lot of emotion that can be wrapped up around the food that we eat and there doesn't need to be because food is fuel for our body. Food is there for enjoyment. It helps us connect with people. It's delicious. Like we don't need to be associating these moral values with food. Food has a nutrition value, not a moral value. So I think that tracking can be super helpful in that too, because when you're tracking your food, you start to see that nutrition makeup, the nutrition content of the food that you're eating. And I think that just by seeing that a lot of times we do tend to make more nutritionally balanced choices with our food because we start to see all this different information that you can get from tracking your food and you, you know, the, the fiber content, the sodium content the vitamins and minerals that are in the food that you're eating. Um, and so it can be just really interesting to start to pay attention to some of those kinds of things. And I think that tracking really can lead to some empowerment. However, I know that sometimes people kind of use it as a weapon or a way to judge themselves. And that is definitely not what I'm suggesting. I'm not suggesting that you use it as a way for you to beat yourself up 
And I would never want my clients to have all or nothing thinking with it and think that if they track their food, they're successful. If they don't track their food, they're unsuccessful. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. There are ways that you can work in tracking so that you're just kind of aware. It's especially important when you first get started with macros to track your food. And so there's lots of different tools out there that you can use. There's lots of different free things. If you have an Apple Watch, if you have a Fitbit, if you have any of those, like health devices, most of the time there's an app associated with them that you can often access for free and oftentimes you can track within that app and that could be super, super handy. There's also standalone apps. For a really long time, my Fitness Pal was a great one. However, they've kind of pulled some of their free features and it makes it a little like now you kind of have to pay for the app for it to really be super valuable for you. I'm really loving Macros First for my clients right now. It's a really cool tool, especially if you are tracking macros. It keeps that information just kind of like front and center on your tracking app for you. It's really helpful. Kind of shows you your remaining macros for the day. I like that one. But the point is there's tons of different ways out there that you can track apps happen to be super duper helpful. If you're more of like a paper and pen someone and you just kind of want to like write it down, you can always do that. The great thing about apps is they're going to populate that information for you of what the macros are. A lot of times there's a barcode scanner available in them and the barcode scanner is going to be able to give you a lot of that nutrition information instead of having to write it out. But however it works for you, but I would just recommend start tracking. And I've said this before, but track just what you're normally eating without changing anything. That's really the first step. Just kind of get into that habit and see where you're at right now. So now I want to talk for just a minute about some of those barriers to entry, some of those reasons that maybe you feel like you don't want to do it. Okay, so it's not convenient. Okay, so maybe it's not super duper convenient. That might be true, okay? But we do a lot of things that aren't necessarily convenient and you just kind of get used to doing them. It really doesn't have to be super duper time consuming. I'm going to say, yes, initially at first, it might take you some time to learn how to use the app or whatever it is to input food. But again, a lot of times they have barcode scanners and that makes it really easy. And so if you have a bagged salad, for example, you can scan the barcode on that. If you've got frozen vegetables in your freezer, you can use the barcode scanner for that. So a lot of times people think, well, I just don't eat foods with barcode scanners. Okay, so if you're someone who eats a lot of just like fresh fruits and vegetables, awesome, guess what? That information is in your tracking app. It's in there. You just, you're gonna look up your celery, you're gonna look up your carrots, your broccoli, your asparagus, whatever it is, that information is gonna be in there for you. You just might have to change the serving size or if you happen to cook it with anything. It is probably gonna take you a little bit of time to learn to use it, but if you can kinda think of like the benefits and you feel like the benefits outweigh the cost, I think that really you'll find that the benefits do outweigh the cost when there's so many things that you can pay attention to and you can use that food information that input into your body as a data point as just keeping track of that information it could be super helpful okay another thing that people will say is i don't know how to track when i eat out okay again i'm gonna say most of the time the bigger tracking apps are going to have some type of food option so if you go out to eat somewhere most of the time there's going to be some type of option that's if it's not the exact same it's going to be pretty close 
And so tracking is not about being exact and it's not about being perfect, but it's about you figuring out kind of an estimate to some degree what you're eating. And so something I just kind of want to point out with that is that we use calorie trackers. Like if you use a Fitbit, for example, it spouts out this information to you and it's telling you, you know, you walked X amount of steps or whatever, but I'm sure you have been with someone before where you seemed to have done the exact same activities as they did all day long, but still you didn't have the same amount of steps, right? It's an estimate. It's an estimate of the movement that you make. It's an estimate of how many calories you burn when you're on a treadmill. That's giving you an estimate. But we use that information all the time. So I'm just kind of offering that this is the same idea. You're kind of giving yourself an estimate. This is pretty close to of what I'm eating. Um, so it doesn't have to be perfect. But a lot of times there are options for places that you eat out. Now, if it's more of like a mom and pop type restaurant, it's probably not going to be found in your fitness tracker, but I bet you can find something pretty close. Another barrier that I hear often is I don't know how to track meals that I didn't prepare. And I'm going to say that this is kind of the same as tracking meals out. So it might not be exact, but if you went to a friend's house and they made enchiladas or whatever it is, find something that's close. Okay. And maybe in a situation like that, it's more about having that little bit of information and seeing where you're at as the day ends. Another comment I get is that it's time consuming. And so yeah, it might feel a little bit time consuming at first, especially if you are putting in a recipe. If you're someone who makes most of your meals at home, which I do, it can be kind of time consuming to put in the recipe. So one of the things that I think is really helpful for that, and actually it's actually just helpful, especially if you're in a cut and you're tracking macros anyway, is for a little while, it can be helpful to eat some of the same things. So maybe for breakfast and lunch, you're eating the same meals, or maybe it's just lunch. Um, and maybe you're adding, a, you know, giving yourself a little bit of more flexibility for dinner. Most of the time, that's what I recommend, just because dinner time we eat with family, maybe that's when you eat out. So it's probably going to be your most calorically expensive meal of the day. So giving yourself some room at the end of the day for some flexibility. Instead of worrying so much about how you should track your food, ask yourself, how could I track this? What could this look like? Do I need to track this meal? Do I know roughly what's in it? Is not tracking one dinner tonight really going to hold you back? No, it's not. It's not about tracking perfectly. It's about finding a way to make tracking work for you. And the more you learn to use the tool, the easier it's going to feel. The more sure you're going to feel about what you're tracking. So be willing to learn the new skill and to create some inner awareness about what you're actually eating. Hopefully you found this helpful. I'd love to hear how you're making tracking work for you. You can send me a message on Instagram at rethinkingfitnesswithannie or you can send me an email at rethinkingfitnesswithannie at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll chat with you again next week.